0: Hi, welcome to Launch Left, a podcast, a label, a launchpad for left of center art. You can rate and subscribe, follow us on all socials, at Launch Left, MXM Tune is our guest today. Please welcome her to the show. Hi. Hello. You must be Maya. It is me. It's nice to (laughs) meet you. You have done so much in your very short life. You've just turned 20, I believe. And I'm just blown away by your accomplishments and your commitment to art, you know, to expressing yourself through the creative. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why why you make art
1: and music. I have always created. I've grown up with doing music and art for as long as I can remember. My mom forced me to play violin from the age of six years old. My mom made me play instruments and um, for a long time I didn't enjoy music because that was actually forced upon me to do so didn't ever expect to eventually turn into having music be the primary reason that I have a job. Um, But I've been drawing and doing visual arts. And I think I've always just found a lot of comfort in the idea of expressing myself creatively. I think it always made the most sense to me in terms of kind of relaying my feelings into some format of visual or, um, kind of auditory thing that could be presented into the world. And when did you first sort of
0: decide you were putting out, you know, a body of work or a single?
1: I first started sharing content online from a very young age of 12 years old was when I started making videos and putting them online. And I was just editing clips of footage that I would take on like family road trips or even walking around my house and, you know, making some sort of spoken audio track of like a journal entry that I had written and then putting that on top of a bunch of footage that I compiled. And and then I started sharing my like drawings on Instagram and trying to see if anybody would like doing that. But I've, I started making music and sharing that specifically when I was 17 years old. And so that came a lot later, actually, in terms of what sort of content I was putting online. Um, and I think I just did that because I had done so many different kinds of sharing with whatever sort of things I was making that music was also something I enjoyed doing and doing covers and eventually making my own original songs that I just it always came naturally to think about just putting whatever I was working on at that given time into a social sphere. Mm -hmm. You tend
0: to write melancholy songs to some extent, but then also I heard a bit of Dawn, which was an EP that is recent, I believe. And it's really joyful and and has a lot of hope in it. Um was that intentional
1: for you? It definitely was. I think a lot of my story thus far had been really around being a sad ukulele musician and being a teenager who was very introverted and sharing lyrics that felt very melancholy. And I think Um, I still love sad music. I think I still gravitate towards making that versus making things that feel more optimistic, but I really wanted to challenge myself with the EP Dawn and making something that felt like it was an optimistic project and really took the lens of trying to be more positive and present itself into the world with a more with a brighter light than I think a lot of my work had been previously. So it was a very conscious decision to do that. And I think it made the sister EP for It, dust, which came later last year, uh, feel a little like more impactful in having two projects that would exist separately, but also together in terms of what they stood for.
0: I love a concept EP record rollout. It's like one of my favorite <laughs> things and your music is so lovely to listen to and just, um, yeah you're really really talented I wonder uh, what someone your age does in New York these days it's been a while
1: for me tell me all about it <laughs> oh my gosh well if I think I look at the landscape of other 20 year olds I would say I'm a pretty like I, I'm a probably pretty non exciting person in terms of what people might think young people are up to like I spend my weekends going to plant shops and like getting a plan to add to my enormous collection that is now like growing into a forest inside of my room or are all like I just started crocheting <laughs> like I think a lot of my hobbies and the things that I like to do are like you know what grandmas like to do I like gotten really into cooking and like you know making meals and everything so as a 20 year old in downtown Brooklyn being in New York my experience is very much about like going on long walks and seeing what else is in the city right now even in the midst of a pandemic like go visiting a park and kind of people watching and see what people are up to um so Very low key and mellow, but I like it that way. Are you somebody who likes to cook? I love cooking at home. I, I've just recently started to learn how to make meals for myself. I definitely was a big mock, like box mac and cheese person who would throw together like super easy things, but I feel like it's been a lot of fun. It's become a a COVID quarantine hobby that I've acquired and have gotten really into.
0: Mm. Is there like a particular machine that helps you cook at home? Like some people are doing really into those, like a crock pot or Uh, it's called something
1: else. What is that? Instapot? Is it that thing? Yes. Yes. My grandma got me one of those for Christmas and I haven't like cracked the code (laughs) on it yet because I'm a little (laughs) bit terrified by all the buttons. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think the game changer for me was just using an oven for everything Cause you just Uh, stick it in and it's a temperature solidly and you just literally let it sit there for 40 minutes and it's apparently cooking. It feels too easy to be called that, but I, it works really well for me.
0: (laughs) It's kind of interesting how we've all adapted um, so quickly when you think about it. I remember the initial anxiety in early 2020 about, you know, I could. it just feels different. Now you see people kind of embracing life with this new, we just wear a mask everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, we've you know, we don't see as much of each other, and we're not as social.
1: Um, has yeah. that been a bummer for you? I'm definitely an introvert. I think I've always been completely fine with having alone time and being in my own spaces. But I feel like it it did recently hit me like two months ago, where I was like, oh, maybe I've gotten a little too comfortable sitting inside of my space by myself. Like I should probably reach out to people a little more frequently than I do. And I think that's been really helpful for me is as an introvert, I think I went into this feeling like, all right, I got this in the bag. This is going to be great. But I still go through moments of being like, I really miss my community because we all kind of thrive and need that social interaction that we once had in our day-to-day lives. And so just about making like that tiny bit of conscious effort to FaceTime the people that you love and check in with them and see how they're doing. I know I check in with my extroverted friends constantly being like, are you okay? Like, I know that the world is not formulated for you right now. Like, are you fine? And they're like, no, but I'm doing all right. Like I just call people constantly and I'm watching a lot of TV and and everything. So at least for me, it's been pretty okay in terms of adjusting my own sort of schedule that I had pre-COVID and everything to what we're now doing. But Yeah, I like any person. I miss the people that I love and being around and everything. So I'm excited for the day that I can do that again safely.
0: So do you paint or do any other kind of art that is um, aside from music?
1: I definitely do. I think one of my main forms of like creativity that I really enjoy is drawing. And I, I do that digitally. Now I used to do a lot more traditional artwork, but drawing is still something that I really love to do. And so I draw for MXM Tune inside of my own music project and making sort of creative assets across the board between my podcast or, you know, my music, and then also doing things for my YouTube channel and drafting videos for storyboards and whatnot. So for me, that's been something that I've always kind of kept in the, on the side as something that I do for myself and also for work, but really to keep myself like creative and met more than one way in terms of what you know, I can't, I don't want to do music all the time. I think that can get a little bit, you know, routine and you get a little too stuck within it sometimes. So it's always been helpful for me to pick up my iPad and start drawing something if I want to. Mm-hmm. And tell us a little bit about your podcast. Of course. So yeah, I run a podcast. It's called 365 Days with MXM Tune. It is 365 days listening to me talk about history podcast or a history podcast every single day about something that happened in the past on any given day that we're doing an episode. I'll also go into music history and talk about something that happened within the music industry or the music world. And then in my limited 20 years of life, I somehow managed to talk about a memory that I've had every single day uh, for wow. an entire year. So it's it's really fun. It's been a very challenging endeavor to take on as any sort of project is, especially when you decide to do something that's daily for an entire year. Uh, But it's been really interesting and a lot of fun to work on. Uh, And I think a good one, a good challenge to pick up. When did you start that? We started it back in September, um, basically like taking a look at, you know, the landscape of podcasts and thinking about something like, you know, the New York Times Daily and how they do a daily podcast talking about something that's updating people on current world events and, we were thinking about it my managers and i were like oh there's not like a history podcast that covers a historical event every single day and it's definitely not run by like a 20 year old musician who's like intact with like gen z humor or whatever so why don't we fill that it's a very specific category of thing but why don't we try and we did and so we started it back in september and i've got around six more months to go I do audio and I'm trying to figure out like, you know, it would be really fun to do some sort of like live stream surrounding recording and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got my music recording set up and works perfectly good for podcast recording, too. So all good on yeah. that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Have you ever thought about animating like little
1: short audio clips of stuff you talk about? Yeah, that'd be so much fun. I, I We just launched this like little tiny animated cat that gives people updates on whatever happened on the podcast for a little while ago and that's been kind of the way and route of doing that and so I drew the cat and then we worked with an animator over at my um, publishing house and made something that can do a little update on everybody that's Mm so cute Mm -hmm. it's super cute we call her the podcast friend like cat paw yeah (laughs) (laughs) do you have cats do you have pets I do. Back with my family in California, there's four pets over there, two dogs and two cats. But I do not have a pet personally here in New York. So I filled my void of wanting to have a fluffy friend by getting leafy friends instead. I usually ask two
0: questions. You kind of answered my first, which is how did music find you? You just said Mm -hmm. as a young child, right, that you'd Mm -hmm. always done music. Um, The other is activism. What is your form of like give back in the world, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you? Is there something that you really care about?
1: That's a really good question. I grew up in Oakland, California. And I think by nature of being in a city like that, I had a lot of conversations surrounding racial justice and talking about identity. And I grew up going to protests and talking about and having conversations with my parents about what it meant to be a mixed race kid in a landscape of Oakland and also thinking about my own identity and relationship to the to the rest of the world and the rest of the country as well. So I grew up having a lot of conversations surrounding identity. And I think one of the things that I was very conscious about as I started gaining a platform online was knowing that I want to continue to have those sorts of spaces of conversation and to talk about those topics with my own audience. Um, I take a lot of time to look at demographics and also think about who my audience is when I'm interacting with them online. And I know that it's primarily female It's primarily members of the LGBTQ community. And there are a lot of people of color that follow me. And I think knowing those things, it's really important to me that I continue to make spaces where I talk about my own identity and my perspective about what my experiences have been and to make art about that as well. So that way my own audience can feel like their experiences and stories are being reflected um, in what sort of art they're consuming. And I think that's really important because growing up, I, ve- I very distinctly remember not having anybody that looked like me on the screen in front of me making music that felt like it was reflective of the story that I was experiencing. And I know that I can't I can't speak for every single person. I can only speak for myself. But I think if I can have the courage to talk about what I'm going through, I can give other people the bravery to do the same and to make more space for people to go into something like the music industry, which has been so predominantly and still is predominantly white and predominantly male. And so I think it's really important that I, as a young woman of color who is a part of the queer community, keep doing that and try and push it a little bit further. So that way there's more space for new kinds of stories to be told. Um, But I, I think, yeah, I've just always felt really passionate about creating some sort of space for activism and talking about things like the Black Lives Matter movement or talking about issues with the LGBT community, because. I think it affects me directly in terms of standing up for, you know, myself, but also to stand up for the people that I know are there and watching. So, uh, yeah, I just I think like I have the privilege of a platform, so why not use it? So
0: what's next for you? I mean, I, I say that, you know, when there's plenty just to dig into your catalog that exists. And-
1: <laughs> like a lot, I think that's coming up. Sometimes I lose track just because I get a little bit jumbled between the various things that I'm working on at any given point. Um, but that's what keeps it exciting and fun for me as a person who has a very varied job uh even though music is my primary focus so i just got the opportunity to do the soundtrack for a video game that's coming out later this year life is strange four and as somebody who grew up playing video games i've played the other ones in their franchise That was so, so cool. I'm the singing voice of the main character and that's wild to me. So I got to do a handful of covers for it. And so we're working on, you know, delivering an EP for people to listen to um, with all the covers from that game and the originals that I wrote for it too. So that'll be super, super exciting. I cannot believe that even happened. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that's really exciting. And that'll be coming out later this year. Uh, And then I just, I think we will, we have Dawn's or no, Dusk's Edits. We do this thing with all of my projects in the past that I've released where we ask other artists to come and take a song from one of the EPs that I just released or put out into the world and ask them to make their own version of it or to feature on it. And so we come up with these really cool edit projects where there's a whole other like mere EP that exists from the original where it's just a bunch of really cool artists that people love that are making their own versions of songs that they might like in my own catalog. And so I have, I worked with Lily Pichu, who's a Twitch streamer who also is really amazing at playing piano. And so she created a cover of a song that I did with Carly Rae Jepsen. And like, so doing really cool sort of moments like that has been very exciting. Um, but I mean, I think the coolest part about my job is that I, am able to do kind of whatever I want to at any point. And that's been really exciting for me thus far to be able to work on something like a video game or to work on asking other artists to make really cool covers or to keep working on this really long podcast I signed myself up for <laughs> um, and making videos along the way or live streaming. So it's been fun. I think it keeps my Creative muscles really flexed all the time in terms of trying to adapt to the different kind of content that I'm doing on any given day, um, but it's been really fun. And I guess like there's a lot coming up, but I also I'm not even able to know quite yet what else is going to be on the horizon for me, which is a little daunting but very exciting nonetheless.
0: Mm-hmm
1: you touched on something that's very important
0: in the Launch Left community, which is collaboration and asking other Mm -hmm. artists to to get involved. And um, is that something that you see always being a part of your work?
1: Absolutely. I love collaboration. I think it's just like, one of the most rewarding processes you can ever do as a creative person because i mean from even like a fan perspective a lot of the artists that i've asked to be able to do some of these edits i personally love their music so the idea that they're even taking their own personal spin on like a song that i wrote just blows my mind and i get excited to listen to them as they come into my inbox and they're like do you like this And i'm like of course i like this because i love your stuff and this is so cool that you're doing this so I, I get really excited personally about the, pro- the the prospects of being able to work with somebody that I really look up to. And I think, you know, one thing that I've really been missing throughout the course of quarantine is session work. And that was something that I did for the first time in 2019 in the fall. So I'm still pretty new to it because we've also been in our homes for the last year. Uh, I haven't been able to fly places and to like sit in a room with somebody and bounce ideas off of each other is you can't replace that experience of being able to like bounce back and forth with somebody and get excited and feel like how excitement is palpable in the room so I love collaboration even as an introvert air is nothing better than it and I'm so so excited about little moments like being able to collaborate with people overseas or through email and whatnot but very very excited for the moment that I can finally like go and sit in a studio and make a piece of art with somebody that we're both really pumped about. Mm-hmm.
0: What was what was a, just a regular day for Maya in the world?
1: Yesterday, I got really lucky. We had a day off. So I just hung out with my boyfriend and we watched a movie and played some video games together. So that was a very nice, relaxing day. Um, but on like a typical work day, I'd say... I'm pretty lucky I can wake up later in the day without feeling the pressures of the world on my shoulders immediately. And then I go and get coffee with my brother, who I live with in New York, and we will watch an episode of a TV show together. So that way we see each other for a brief moment throughout both of our routines and everything. And then I'll go off. I might have some Zoom calls on any given day talking about with my managers about what I need to do for the rest of the week or maybe doing an interview or you know, a creative meeting with another person about a project that we're working with. Um, I'll go record podcast episodes for like three hours sometimes. And I'm just like sitting there rattling facts off about history for a little while. Um, And then I may go live stream. I live stream twice a week on Twitch and I play video games and talk with my audience about what they're up to during their weeks and see how they're doing and do like little check-in and everything. Um, But it's really just like, Every day is kind of like a hodgepodge of tiny moments to work on other projects that I'm focusing my energy on, like designing merch for another artist and making some sort of t-shirt design that they'll put on their store. So it's it's very all over the place, but it's fun. And I think that's been enjoyable for me as I've created music into a career.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm curious for your generation, does it feel pretty comfortable how much more, um, you're living kind of inside the box, so to speak, like, you know, digitally, like, is that feel kind of natural to you? I
1: think it's definitely in terms of like Gen Z's interaction with the world, I'd say, and millennials too, like, it's very much, it's a more native experience to be able to like be online and everything. But I feel like collectively, It's just strange for any person like I know both of my parents are educators and so they've been dealing with the process of having zoom school and classes and everything and like that's been horrible for them to like try and figure out and I know for the students like my cousins who are eight and five like the experience of being in third grade and kindergarten when you're having to do your classes over a zoom call is like super difficult, even though, you know, they'll still pick up an iPad and that's their free time. Like, it's a very confusing experience to have every single aspect of your life exist through your laptop and your camera. And I think, you know, if for me at least, like I feel really lucky, my job already existed over the internet and like a lot of it was already online. So the process of having to really shift all of that, no more touring, no more like live shows, nothing to all be on the internet space wasn't too difficult but I think even for people where technology and social media feels like a very intuitive thing it's still been really hard just because like none of us could have predicted this would ever happen I don't think any of us were born into the world thinking we would have to survive a pandemic Um, but it's been weird for every single person Uh, so it's like I think that maybe one thing that's different is just that people's understanding of where to gravitate to in order to fill the gaps of what has been missing from their in-person life may be more different if they're more used to using technology. So like having somebody who's not going to school every single day to talk with their peers might understand that, oh, I could possibly do that in a place like Twitch and sit in a chat and interact with people that way to fill that kind of bar that isn't being met every single day. So I guess that's how I'd see it. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. Do you think that uh, that things are advancing exponentially also because we're having to uh, adjust to this during this whole year, everything has been really um, online, right? Mm -hmm. So do you do you think technology is advancing even Mm -hmm. more rapidly in 2020 2021? Because of that,
1: you know, my understanding of like technology, and at least like, within the music sphere and the music industry specifically, which is largely a very traditional kind of pathway and understanding of like what needs to be done. You're, you're releasing a project, you're touring and you're, you know, going out into the world to promote something that you've made. Not having the possibility to do that has led to creative innovations with technology to think about, you know, how do we, adjust ourselves to a landscape in which what we knew to be true is no longer something that's actually possible and not able to be done. So I think technologically, there might be a lot of things that I'm not even aware of, but I would assume that we have kind of found a way to progress ourselves faster for filling the needs of places that we didn't expect to ever encounter. Like not having the in-person time, I think a lot of things have had to come into the world to Basically, make it possible for us to live our daily lives. And I don't know if I have necessarily added anything different, but there's definitely probably a lot of technology out there that has been added to the world in the last 12 months.
0: We're going to get to hear a new song of yours. Uh, to close the show. So for all of you listening and watching, we've been speaking with Maya from MXM Tune. You can find her on Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Apple Music. She has her own podcast. She makes her own art. She's a beautiful, kind creative who's giving back just through her spirit and we're grateful to have her on the show
1: thank you maya thank you so much for having me this is a pleasure
0: (laughs) when you were here before Like an angel Your skin makes me cry I don't care if it hurts I wanna have control I want a perfect body I want a perfect soul I want you to notice When I'm not around
1: So very special I wish I was special But I'm a creep I'm a
0: weirdo What the hell am I doing here? Launch Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields.